When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL, sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. I'm Johnny Venerable. Sands, Cheerson Sussell, the towns of Cheerson Sussell, still en route to Phoenix from Cleveland. As she travels back, she'll be with us live tomorrow in the studio. In the meantime, PHNX royalty, that being the mayor, Derek Montoya. Derek, how are you, sir? I am great. I'm happy to be called up from the practice squad. <laughs> that is not true. You were, as I told you <laughs> earlier, plug and play, my friend, as we talk about all things Arizona Cardinals exclusively, the 6-0 suddenly Arizona Cardinals following their 37-14 victory yesterday on the road at Cleveland. And Derek, you know, leading up to the game, there was as much adversity as humanly possible that could face a team in the midst of a COVID-19 outbreak. You've got players like Rodney Hudson and Max Williams going on injured reserve. And yet the one constant all week and then into the game, in my opinion, was defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. Joseph, who spoke with the media today because head coach Cliff Kingsbury remains out for COVID-19 has been really much maligned since he joined the Cardinal staff back in 2019. For those of you who don't know, Steve Kime actually hired Vance because Cliff didn't have the defensive contacts to be able to put a competent staff together. Vance opts to opts to comes to Arizona, was the former head coach of the Denver Broncos. Sure, that didn't go great, but all he's done each of his first three years has improved the team in route to being right now the number one scoring defense in the NFL, allowing 18.2 points per game. And then, of course, yesterday coming out and just putting a big-time ass whooping on the Cleveland Browns. Derek, what has Vance Joseph meant to this team, and how fortunate are they to have him? Well, I don't know how many teams in the NFL have this kind of depth at, you know, coach, right? Yeah. To have somebody with his experience step in in Cliff Kingsbury's absence is so huge for this team. I was concerned about some of their personnel losses, obviously, but he was the biggest piece that I was I was concerned about right uh he's received his criticism but he has coached this team to a 5 and 0 record now they're 6 and 0 uh but to to for him to be gone absent from this game along with the other players that were absent it just seemed like too much for the cardinals to overcome i i felt like you know obviously as a cardinals fan that the other shoe was going to drop eventually and and this seemed like a good game for that to happen I know the Browns experienced their fair share of, of losses as well uh, to, due to injury, but I just felt like the, you know, the loss of Kingsbury was just so big for this team. Vance just stepped up and, and coached them to, I mean, you, like I, I, you take out that hail Mary and this is, this is an ass kicking. Like you said, this, yeah. this is a very one-sided game. 
I would have been happy to hear that if you would have told me that this was going to be a win, that would have been enough, but I wouldn't yeah, believed, I wouldn't believed it was going to be this one-sided. It was, you know, it was crazy what the Cardinals were able to do, how consistent they played Kyler Murray, no interceptions yet again, the defense. Uh, I mean, they just, they, they played a little bit uh, more disciplined, which was great to see. Maybe that's because Absolutely. Vance was there as a head coach and, and he's, you know, watching them a little closer based on the situation. They just, they played excellent. They played excellent football. The guys that needed to step up, stepped up and Vance got that out of this team. Sure. You know, Vance has done an admirable job coaching up a lot of these young players on the Cardinal defense. And when he was hired back in 2019, that's what he was tasked to do. Can you take Buda Baker and get him to the next level? We're going to draft Byron Murphy, 33rd overall pick in 2019. He's playing the best football of his career now. What he's done with Isaiah Simmons after kind of fumbling through that last year, Simmons is, is by and large an impact player. Okay, add pieces in free agency. Make the most, Vance, of Marcus Golden. We're going to bring him on board midseason last year. Oh, he's a constant for this team. What about J.J. Watt? Oh, I'm going to plug him in D-tackle. I'm going to move him around. I'm going to put him defensive end. The Cardinals have so many interchangeable pieces defensively. And Vance Joseph is able to kind of differentiate his chessboard and mix and match to where, like, they can miss a Chandler Jones and still be okay and sack, you know, Baker Mayfield upwards of four to six times, right? They can have all three starting linebackers on the field at once, that being Jordan Hicks, Isaiah Simmons, and Xavier Collins. Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker can play corner if necessary, right? They can lose Zach Allen. They could lose Rashad Lawrence. Oh, here's Jordan Phillips. That's elite coaching. When you're able to do that and you're not overly dependent on any singular player or players, that tells me that that unit is operating with the highest confidence in their coordinator or coach to be able to go out and produce. And it's that cliche like, leave. It's Vance Joseph really just, he needed talent, but over the course of three years, he just needed to implement his scheme, his culture, his system right. defensively. Right. And when you look at this team and what they've done and what they did yesterday, you know, unfairly or, or not, the offense gets all the attention. Kyler Murray, MVP, front runner, you know, the offense is top five in most every statistical category. You can make an argument really outside of the Minnesota game. The defense has been just uh, as, if not more impressive. They won at the game last week against San Francisco. Yesterday, they get the fumble. They get the early interception, which gives the Cardinals ample opportunities to score. They give them great field position. It has been the driving catalyst, I think, to the 6-0 record the Cardinals have. And it just shows you how deep this team is. No, you're absolutely right. And I think at times I questioned the defense. I think at times there were games that they very easily could have lost. So I didn't yeah. give them the credit that they deserve. Right. I was taking a little bit more of a pessimistic approach to this because it's, 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 it's heartbreak that I don't want to experience again. I have right. been, I have been emotionally invested in Cardinals teams that broke my heart in the past where I just truly mm -hmm. believed in them, including this team that had a lot of these players on it. Right. So I know that things can fall apart quickly and I just want them to not, you know, to keep their foot on the pedal. I thought there was a lot that they could uh, do to get better. I felt like they were playing sloppy at times. And even then they were still winning games. I liked the offense not really turning over the ball much and, you know, being able to convert even when they're not able to get a touchdown, the, you know, the addition of 
uh, Matt Prater and the field goals and everything, but you're 100% right about the defense. The defense has been the one to step up when the offense couldn't do much in certain games. There's been, you know, the there, there's been a couple of games where the offense just kind of like it felt like they turned it on in the second half against like the Jaguars, but they just kind of, yeah. you know, they, they, they kind of just were pedestrian in the first half against the team that they really should have been taking advantage of. The, the defense has just been incredible. I mean, Byron Murphy, uh, just different parts of this defense that have, have looked like absolute monsters at times, but JJ Watt wasn't getting enough credit early on for all of his disruption mm-hmm. because it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. It's not that, it's not the sacks early on. It's not that, but the offensive line still needs to double and triple team him at times. So it's it's yeah. such a big contribution defensively, even if his numbers aren't reflecting it. Now we're seeing him really start to step up, especially in the absence of Chandler Jones. And it was just incredible. You know, it's like he need he knew he needed to turn it up a notch, and he absolutely did. You mentioned JJ Watt, and I want to transition to the former Houston Texan who does play the team that drafted him this Sunday at home at State Farm Stadium when Tyrod Taylor and the Texans come into town. But, you know, I've had an opportunity to speculate and reflect over the last 24, 36 hours since that game concluded. And, you know, the more I think about the kind of impact that Watt is having, and I'll get crushed for this, and that's, that's totally fine with me. They signed Watt last spring. 32 years old, just so happened to be the age that, that Reggie White signed with the Green Bay Packers um, back in, I believe, 1993. And people were like, oh, is this going to be you know, second coming of Reggie White? And for the most part, that was dismissed, that Watt was washed. He was over the hill. Maybe he'll be a good player. He, he's not elite anymore. And then you watch him specifically over the last two weeks and what he does, to your point, both on the field, more so than the box score. And if you just watch him over the course of four quarters dominate a football game, and then you parlay that to the post-game press conference that he gave, I think it was to NFL Network or CBS Sports, where basically like his teammates gravitate toward his energy, and it was such a blue-collar mentality of we're just here to it's we're fighting through all the bullshit, and we're just here to win football games. And I think about how surprising. It is to watch him operate the way he does, both on and off the field, see him in the post-game presser, and then think to yourself, yeah, this performance by the Cardinals is very uncardinal-like historically. What's the one differentiator in the mindset for this team? And it's J.J. Watt. And I I just want to pose this question to you, Derek, because I've been thinking about it. I know it's early. This is probably me jumping the gun on this. We're six weeks into the season. But given the way this team has performed, is J.J. Watt already in consideration for one of the greatest free agent signings ever by this Arizona Cardinal franchise? Well, we don't have many big ones that weren't past their prime when they came here, right? So it's like we've had some huge names come here. I I would still have to say that Kurt Warner – uh, is sure. probably that for me, just based on what happened with that team. I would agree with that, by the that, way. That Kurt is, was washed at the time and you know what they were doing. I still laughed because when we got him, I was like, man, I, I used to hate this guy when he was an Iowa barnstormer in the in the Arena Football <laughs> League, right? That that yeah. he transcended a long, long time because he was very good in the Arena Football League. So like what he brought to the team uh, and what ended up happening with that team, it's hard to it's hard to say that, but 
I would put JJ Watt right now, right up there. And I think his, the addition of him to this team just made everything feel real last year. Things were going good. You know, we had uh, a lot of good things happening for this team, but you know, things went sour fast. And uh, uh, I think that they absolutely did what they needed to do to improve this team and kind of shocked the world with who they were able to bring in. You know, that, that was a signing. I think that surprised a lot of us. Uh, I just, I, I would definitely say, depending on how this year finishes up, he would be a candidate for it. And if the Cardinals somehow find themselves again in a, in a big championship game, I, I might say yes to that question. Yeah, it's early and I get that. And I feel like I'm jumping the gun, but then you just like week after week after week, the Rams game. And then yesterday it's like, they don't have these kind of performances historically. I mean, they've had good teams before. But, you know, they're winning by an average margin of victory of like maybe three to five points. They're the first team. I don't know if you know this, Derek, or not to win their first four road games by double digits since that 2007 unbeaten New England team that lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Let me repeat that. The Cardinals mm-hmm. are the first team to start 4-0 on the road and win their first four games on the road by double digits since the 2007 Tom Brady, Randy Moss, My Patriots. God. My that God. like well, that that's insane. So when you see these kind of things occur, you're like, okay, what's the outlier? What's the difference? And of course, Kyler Murray's phenomenal, right? And and but the Cardinals have had a good quarterback play before, like you mentioned with Warner and Carson Palmer. I I think it's a mentality approach that is instilled within that locker room, and I think Watt is one of, if not the biggest catalyst. And it just shows you like the leadership that they have on this team. That 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 word, that phrase. I mean, these are professionals. They should be enthused about playing football. It's nah, but it's, but that's not it's, always the case, right? It's not. It's not. And I think you're 100 percent right. It is that leadership. It is that championship mentality. It's going into a game feeling like you're going to win every game. Kyler yeah. brings that, but Kyler is still young, and it's sometimes hard to get guys on board with someone that's still young as a leader. I think that after a few years, when you see the success he's had, that makes it easier. J.J. Watt is different, and some of these guys are different. Uh, Some of the younger guys have looked up to these guys their entire career, so to now have them on their team is so huge. Hopkins is another guy that it just seems surreal that the Cardinals were able to get him as a player for what he has done for this team. The way that he has easily, I I think in my opinion, been the main reason why people were able to let Larry go you know, without it being a huge deal. Yes, we want Larry back, but to be honest, seeing what this team is doing with youthful players and not somebody of Fitzgerald's age out there, it's again, it kind of makes it a little bit easier to accept that he, you know, is retiring and moving on. That's a great point. You talk about the elixir piece that is Hopkins, that you don't have to necessarily force the issue. I think it's what's made the move off of Patrick Peterson easier with when you have guys that perform like Byron Murphy and Robert Alford, it's like, Oh, okay. Now I feel better about this. Right. And that's what so much of the uncertainty was of the off season where it was like, yeah, they're losing some key pieces. They're bringing in new guys. How is that going to gel? And it's like, Hey guys, they had all those veterans last year. This isn't a knock on them, but they fell apart. They were six and three and they finished eight and eight. So let's, we needed a shakeup. The Cardinals needed a shakeup for them to reach this point. So I just, I can't speak to how impressed I am with the leadership mindset of this franchise, this organization from Joseph 
and JJ Watt. And something else that I can't speak enough on is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Derek, have you seen the line this weekend on the DraftKings Sportsbook app when the Houston Texans visit the Arizona Cardinals? I have not yet. I have not. What's it's currently sitting at? Because I think I so want to get in on that action. If, if you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the, the Arizona Cardinals are a 17 and a half point favorite over the visiting Houston Texans, which is it's the largest spread that I can remember this team ever having. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I think maybe in 2018, they were a dog to, I'm sure, like a Seattle, and it was approaching that number. But in terms of being a favorite, I don't remember anything like that. But what I do know is that if you're hungry for a big win this week, you can use the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an efficient betting partner in the NFL, sports betting partner in the NFL. It's got you covered. New customers can bet just $5, new customers now, $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if you do, you do win $200 in free bets. That's winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's simple as that using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 and over, Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. So I love dabbling on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I also like getting deals on deals at my site, gophnx.com, where you can read content from myself and my talented coworkers, including Derek, uh, on everything Suns, Cardinals, Diamondbacks. Of course, we got, um, I was going to say kickoff, but I think like puck drop coming up in uh, PHNX Coyotes, uh, which is fantastic. Our boy, <laughs> Gerald, covering the Suns, he's got an article up like every half an hour. Yes. It's crazy. It's it it's is. insane. He's such He's a good writer. He's making us all look bad. I know. He is fantastic. I know. So, calm down, Gerald. Okay. Yes. He, we appreciate He's fantastic the content, as all okay? of our peers. And so you can get a membership to gophnx.com on a monthly or yearly basis. If you want to check us out, dip the toe in. It's 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months. But save a little coin on the back end, $59.88 for the year. And you get one of our fresh teas from the PHNX Locker, which we also run deals, T-shirt deals, that being uh, every week, members-only T-shirt deals. Check that out, gophnx.com. All right, Mr. Derek, transition. So the Cardinals certainly look like the real deal, but they got some stiff competition. The LA Rams, hot on their tails at 5-1, with, of course, their only loss being that home loss to Arizona a couple weeks back, Tampa Bay. Certainly looks the part now at five and one as the defending Super Bowl champions. Cowboys somehow have, have hovered around uh, the elite level mark to begin the season. They're five and one. So I'll pose this question to you. Where do the Cardinals fit, in your opinion, in the landscape of the NFC hierarchy right now? For me, the only team I would say that I could put above them in the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's because... They're the champs. I think they're playing extremely well. And I mean, I'd put the Rams up there, except the Cardinals beat them. I think the Cardinals did a great job of adapting their game plan and, you know, doing what they needed to do to win the biggest uh, win of the season so far for them. I put this Cleveland win up there too, just because their ability to adapt and get better. Right. I feel like they, they, made changes that they needed to make and they adapted to the Browns and they were able to just stomp a mud hole in them. Uh, I would like to see how they match up against Tampa Bay. I think that there's some interesting matchups there. And I think Tampa Bay has a lot of weapons. I think they have the experience obviously too, with a lot of their players. 
I just think the Cardinals are are ready. I think the Cardinals have that balance of youth, talented, you know, talented young players mixed with guys that do have that experience, guys that have been there before. I would agree with you. I would say that while I consider the Cardinals a top team in the NFC, and I will not, I will not be picking against them for the duration of the season. I've I've learned my, my <laughs> me neither. Yeah, me uh, neither. Cardinal I'm fans, uh, I picked them to lose yesterday. I regret it. I'll eat all the crow uh here on a victory monday the six in a row that we've had um coincidentally phnx has been up and running for roughly six seven weeks as well so reading that to what you may but i i do i do think tampa gets the benefit of the doubt because they've got the, the goat playing quarterback that being tom brady super bowl winning head coach bruce arians a team that is relatively loaded at every position they've got some weaknesses in their secondary but sure. i think the cardinals are better than the rams right now and i i think dallas will I think they'll stack a bunch of wins because their division is so bad. I do th- I do think they're a little bit fraudulent defensively. That offense is no joke with Dak and company, but if I had to rank them right now, I would put Arizona probably tied for first with Tampa. Boy, would that be an NFC title game for the making. The Cardinals either hosting or going to Tampa Bay to take on Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, Jason Light and company. That's, that's a matchup made in, in football heaven, my friend. The, the storylines write themselves, right? I mean, yeah. it's and, – and the bigger thing there is I, I personally would want I, – I think as a player, I would have that attitude of, you know, uh, of Ric Flair. Uh, if, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. If there's a man That's that right. you got to beat in football, you got to beat Tom Brady. I, I, would, I would want to do that myself. But also, I'm not opposed to, like, what happened with the Suns where just things line up where the Cardinals make it where they need to make it in the Super Bowl, and maybe they don't match up against the best teams in in the league. <laughs> I would certainly true. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that happening either. You know, it's it's always a hard road and I think like right now what we're seeing in baseball, I do the D-backs podcast, so I got to bring this over, but like with everything that the Dodgers put out there to beat the Giants, it, you can see that there is now a lot of issues for them because after you take on a team like that, it's somehow hard to move on in the next round of, of a playoffs and still be as good as you were. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how that would end up matching up. I just think that right now I'm not ready to say just based on the record that the Cardinals are the best team that that game against Minnesota oh, should have been I a loss. Again. You know, it's interesting. The Cardinals coming into the season were the general consensus pick to finish fourth in the NFC West. And now expectations have changed six weeks into the season. And people are talking about this team being up there for a Super Bowl contender. After what I saw yesterday, I am more inclined to believe the latter. Uh, I just think that right now, given the circumstances, listen, they they are the outstanding favorite right now in Vegas. I believe 73% favorite to win the NFC West. And if you win the NFC West, given where the Rams are, it's a good chance you're going to be in the running for the number one seed and the path to the Super Bowl goes through State Farm Stadium. So, I, you know, if you would ask me a month ago, I would have said playoffs or bust, just get to the playoffs, baby steps with this franchise. Sure. And absolutely. After after what we've seen, I, I mean, if 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 the Cardinals were matched up with any one team in the NFC, I think the only team that, to your point, would give them grief. If you're not able to pressure Brady, you know, as much as I think highly of this Cardinal pass defense, which is one or two in the NFL currently, you know, it's it's hard to go against Brady and company. But, I mean, I think watching the Rams yesterday, what they did to the Giants, that didn't impress me. The Cardinals already put a beating on the Rams. And then Dallas, Mike McCarthy, I, I don't – it's it's can the Arizona Cardinals 
you know, best matchup against Brady. And I think that that's the point of emphasis for this, for this franchise moving forward is can they get pass rush? Can, can their, can their dogs hunt up front? Can you pressure the elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Because you know, this team's going to score points. Can they replicate the efforts of, of yesterday and route to a victory? And, And speaking of victories, who dishes them out consistently is Manscape at manscape.com promo code PHNX going to get 20% off site wide free shipping lawnmower 4.0 Derek I don't know if you know it I know it well I use it regularly I also use the body gel they've got face trimmers nose trimmers ears trimmers all that good stuff so as Halloween approaches you may or may not want to look like the wolf man well Manscape can help you that's Manscape. Dot com promo code PHNX free shipping site wide 20% off anything and everything. Go check it out now, Derek. My friend, it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you on, brother. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you and go Cardinals. That's right, go Cardinals. Cheerson's back tomorrow with Frank and I in studio. See you then.